welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined this week by the innocuous, behind the scenes, almost always on the show, Charles Love of Showtech Solutions. Welcome to the show, Charles. Hey, Chris. Thanks. I'm glad I'm here. Hey, so uh, we go all over the place with episodes as of late with uh, the show. I mean, we've I had uh, I've had someone even like from the counterintelligence space. Like, come on, we like the, we've gone everywhere you can possibly go in cyber. And this week is a little bit different because it's not necessarily about what happens in the the ether or or the the digital world. This is this is that pen and paper space of documents where policies, procedures, process and procedures come into play. And we recently, uh, Charles, you and I were part of a town hall for uh, secure outcomes as a part of uh, MSP Ignite. And we were talking about who should or shouldn't sign off on the policies. And I think for the first time, maybe in several years uh, of my involvement with uh, the CIS uh, strategy with secure outcomes, you kind of gave us a show stumper, like almost to the point of like crickets would have been nice because crickets make noise. And there was no <laughs> sound when you said, what do you mean you don't have all your employees sign off on your policies? And so um, for those of you listening, this show is about policies that you have or don't have your employees sign off on. And I think the compelling argument today, if you listen to the whole episode, is going to maybe change your perspective on the approach you have with policies, process, and procedures, and the way in which you go about ensuring that the culture and strategy within your organization is meeting those expectations, not just for your leadership team, but for everybody in your organization. So, Charles, can you kind of give me I'll just lead with what you said to me so that you can really fill in the blanks. If I ask you to bake a cake and I ask you to include sprinkles on the cake, then you had better show me a cake with sprinkles. So for those of for the audience, give me some backstory on this because I think it really sets the stage for what I think most of the audience who's listening, who's trying to achieve some level of compliance, whether it's for CIS, they want to align with those safeguards, or it's a another framework, or or even they just think about like an employee handbook. There's merit to this across the board. So give us a little backstory, and then let's dive a little bit deeper. For sure. So let me kind of take you back a year or so mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. So my peer group, uh, uh, people in my peer group keep keep going on and on about this thing called secure outcomes, right? And they, ha they have this meeting and they talk about CIS. I don't know what CIS is. Um, I'm like, I, I got a business to run. I don't got time for this. Um, and nobody's really making me uh, do this. So I'm not going to do it. Right. So, <clears throat> you know, as we go through this, this last year has been kind of transformative for the business. Um, and I'm really trying to, to, to make us a well-oiled machine. Right. And as we see everything changing in the, you know, ecosystem that is an MSP, 
it's becoming very apparent that it is the damn wild west right and like we're going into customers and we're like what do you mean like a prospects what do you mean the msp needs to know your password right like all these crazy things that we're hearing i'm like man we're just every msp is just doing their own thing are are you saying you don't keep your client passwords in a spreadsheet uh no i do not (laughs) which is good numbers okay (laughs) yeah yeah it's a no it's notepad what are you kidding um so going back to peer group yeah yeah going back it's on an amazon uh public facing thing right that's normally what happens um no offense to amazon it's just it's just a joke um so hearing about all these peer group meetings and their secure outcomes i'm starting to hear things from friends of mine and they're like oh yeah we're done with control whatever and i'm like well what does that even mean and they're like well the whole company kind of knows that this is how we do something and at, at some point i think i was with you and maybe matt lee and then i'm sitting there listening to you two and then the light bulb went off like oh this is what cis is right i mean if you had two of us in the same room and a light bulb went off that's that's flattering because we can't even get a light bulb installed when we're yeah. both in the same room. Well, it's it's more of like it finally hit me. I don't remember what event it was. It may have been AMM or uh, the the hmm. not AMM the the I can't think of the Comptee event. And you guys are sitting at a table. CCF. CCF. Thank you. Um, and we're we're sitting there. And I'm hearing these guys talk about, well, how do I handle this? And how do I handle this? I'm like, but I, I have that question too. I have the, and all the things like, it was funny. It just just floods all at once. Right. It was like a light hit the two of you. Oh, right. Like, (laughs) like, like this is. And we're like, oh crap, we're being called home. So no joke after the meeting i walk out grab my phone i'm texting steve alexander from msb ignite how fast can you get me into this cis thing um and then lo and behold i i was in it the next day um so to kind of fast forward a bit uh what i will tell you and anybody listening who was in my shoes where this is i don't want to say nonsense but this is this isn't for me right it's, yeah. It sounds silly now when I say it out loud. It's kind of like a customer saying, nobody wants to hack me, right? So it's the it's the same thing. Right. Um, so going back to the cake analogy, I started talking to all the employees. I said, hey, how many USB drives you got in your backpack? I, I kid you not. I made everybody take out all the USB drives. There was 30 of them on the table. How many of these are encrypted? And then, uh, you know, after a lot of debate, uh, we determined uh, absolutely none of them were encrypted. But what was the debate? Like, I mean, because the reality is if I gave you a flash drive, I would I would be dumb to give you an encrypted flash drive if I wanted you to use it. Uh, fair enough. But like, these are things that the guys have in their bag with who knows what on it, like installers, you know, uh, let's, you know, Potentially not bad stuff, right? Let's just let's just put it that way. A bad stuff meaning like 
password sheets or something like that. Sure, uh, sure. like a CSV really. file that just has like, oh, client X is on this platform. I, you never know, right? Like, it right, could right. Have, whatever. We're not judging. No, we don't know. Right. So I opened my bag and I have a total of three, okay? And all three of mine are BitLocker. Idiot Charles just assumed that they all were BitLockering their USB drive. But right. why okay, I'm just gonna be fair. Like to be fair and, and devil's advocate here. Why? What why why does it need to be encrypted, Charles? Because if somebody gets a hold of my drive, they could just read the damn thing. Right. So context so put some context to that. Does it matter? Hopefully not. Right. Right. So I typically don't keep anything of you know um uh you know, security related stuff. On it, it's USB not like keys. a sex tape or some sort of like no. very like damning, you know, of someone who's running for president is not on that flash drive is what you're saying. No, chances are it's RMM installers, backup agents, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. Sure. Um, but as I'm going through having this meeting with the guys, I'm like, well, what happened if somebody got a hold of our RMM agent? Right. Right. Well, if they got a hold of the RMM agent, they could, in theory, install it on their PC. Why would they? But you never know. And then uh, they're not going to be able to backtrack in. But what if somebody just went to, to this is how Charles's brain works. What if somebody went to a library and installed our agent on 30 PCs? Right. Let's pretend right. they could. Yeah. Let's um, like, no, let's not even pretend. Uh, no, remember but... back in the day when I had a school district to to manage, and and Charles yeah. is like, so Chris told me that they've got roughly a hundred PCs, and Chris installs it on a thousand PCs, but doesn't yeah, tell yeah, Charles. Yeah. yeah, well, what was what's funny? It wasn't more of a security issue on that, but I'm like, oh my god, that's an RMM license. That's a uh, that's where I was going to license. That's yeah. an EDR license. That's a nine nine like, like all. I'm like, oh my god, all the my money, bill the for money. the following month was. Oh no! Yeah. And then I'm sitting there going, "Well, like if somebody did rogue install an RMM agent, how the hell would I know?" Right? I get the report every day, but I don't know what how the these report? things. Well, I stupid Charles does, but so anyway. So going back to the meeting with the techs and and the thing, and there 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 are some scenarios where you can't encrypt a USB drive, but we won't go there. Um, I'm like, well. How, so I, in my brain, I'm sitting here saying, but they should be encrypting their drive where possible. And then, so the, the whole CIS control comes up and there's a whole component that literally talks about encrypting drives. And that's when it all started to click. Um, I'm following what I hear Chris and what I hear at all these conferences. I'm fortunate enough to go to all these things and hear all these things. The team, not so much. I'm trying to change that this year. Um, but if they don't know how to bake the cake, can I fault them for giving me, you know, a brownie when I specifically ask for a cake, right? So the way I kind of like to explain CIS to people is CIS is a generic overview that Charles wants a cake with sprinkles. I'm not micromanaging. I'm not telling you to, to to take a spoon and, you know, put the stuff on the spoon, weigh the spoon, weigh the spoon. I'm not going into all that. The end goal is, hey, 
Just make sure a cake is delivered with sprinkles. Right. Right. So that's kind of like how I view it. So that if I get a cake from one of the guys and there's no sprinkles, they're violating policy. Right. Because if the policy says all cakes that are delivered to Charles says cake is a cake and sprinkles, it could be chocolate. It could be vanilla. It could be, you know, Pepsi flavor. doesn't well, matter. Well, the control let's doesn't rewind say for that. a second. Let's rewind. Let's let's just call out a typical MSP. What MSP doesn't have, at least in the head, in, upstairs, some form of like when we onboard a new client, when we deploy a new laptop, when we do fill in the blank, we follow some sort of process, right? Like, and and if we are a mature MSP, our, sure. our staff is constantly helping us improve that process, making it more efficient, fill in the blank. But what you're saying is let's up the game a little bit. Right. Like let, let's not even take talk about CIS for a second. You're talking about saying, I have this piece of paper here called policy, called laptop deployment, laptop, whatever. I, I don't care, fill in the blank. There's some level of like, if you don't follow this, you are violating our corporate policy around laptop deployment. Is that it could be as simple. So we use the software and we have a dot PC on board on every customer, right? And when I see the computer name, right. desktop dash QX39725, I know somebody didn't follow the policy. Right. Right. And it's not really a policy. It's more of a guide in our documentation system. But regardless, it's a policy for that task, right? Um, but again, I don't care how they renamed it there's 17 different ways to rename the computer sure. the end goal it needs to be a certain standard each customer has a standard it needs right? to at least give me the illusion that they at least try to put sprinkles on the cake absolutely and so like I, in msps we live in the land of assumptions that everyone knows the right thing to do right and so that's where the controls are kind of helping me, not with the click here, click here, click here, but it's basically, hey, at the end result, yeah, cake with sprinkles. If you walked backwards, did it did it achieve the intent that I set out to do by creating this policy? So if I went and looked at the laptop, did it get deployed the way I wanted it to without looking at the process and procedures, but by looking at the policy itself that says, does it meet the following requirements? It does. Oh, okay. So they followed. Oh, wow. This the scope that I defined as needing to be done for this task has been achieved. And yes, in fact, it looks like a cake, and it even has sprinkles on it. Now I don't know what it tastes like, but that's separate. It doesn't like, we matter. Could, we could do a whole another episode on like, does the cake taste good? That's that's a whole another conversation to have. But the policy is going to dictate that the cake has sprinkles, right? And right, it, it and, that, and that they followed the that they that they by following the process and procedures that their end result met the requirements of that policy. Yeah, it's kind of like you know you see these videos online of schools, right? And it's a hundred question uh, test, and question number one hundred says if you stand up and clap three times and whistle, you, you get a hundred, right? And then like you slowly start to see an hour because nobody reads all the questions first. Right, right. right. 
I like they tell you to do, but whatever. Um, uh, you know, you start to see these videos and like 30 minutes in, you see people bouncing out of their chair, clapping, whistling, all that stuff, right? But it's just, it's following the directions. And I'm not saying the controls are there to micromanage how you do what you do, right? But they give you uh, guardrails. Oh, that's a that's a very good way to say it. Yeah, like let's go bowling, but let's let's create some sort of like parameters that say just roll the ball yeah. inside of here. Yeah, like you know, in a bowling alley, the the, the, the little things go up. You can kick the ball. You can. You I don't know, care how the ball starts to roll as just, long as it doesn't just needs stop to go down before it gets thing, to the right? other end. Yeah. So going back to the USB thing, um, I'm like, all right, guys, what's on these sticks? Nobody can answer me what was on the stick. Right, because they haven't looked right? at them. Like, they just load Nobody crap knows. on them. Yeah. Nobody knows. Right? Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, but it chances are it's firewall backups, which, sure. eh, that's a little sketchy, right? Um, but, you know, they you know they like to... My guys are weird. They like to run the those those USB wiper things that run for an hour every couple of weeks. But um, Yes, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so... It's a new back, drive. Yeah. So going back to CIS uh, for the last couple of months, um, uh, it has been quite the experience to try and map our company, not our customers, just us to follow the controls, right? And first off, it's educating the people. Sure. Here are the controls, right? So going back to what you talked about in the beginning, it was so weird and funny and awkward on that call when I had said that I'm having all of my employees sign off on our controls. I now realize sign off is the the incorrect term. Uh, it is actually acknowledge. Well, forget the term right. for a second. You said that largely to a group of people that have been working through the CIS control set for a year plus. And you in your first meeting created silence after you stated what you did. Now, we'll argue that it took a few seconds for them to recognize sign off versus acknowledge. But you still had an entire group going, we don't do that. Well, yeah. And see, that's what I don't understand. And I love these guys in the group, right? But if you're going to have a policy on baking the cake with sprinkles and nobody knows that that's the policy, how are you going to get sprinkles? So, and that's a, that's a very fair statement. So I, I think that there's a couple things here that we should unpack a little bit. And then I want to go back to kind of continue this sort of uh, monologue because I, I really I'm really appreciating what you're saying because I've not heard anybody really articulate the way you are right now the the challenges that I think a lot of MSPs are facing but they aren't necessarily vocalizing it so I hope those that are listening if they're if they're struggling with this please reach out like there's help like it, it's not a 12-step program per se um it's 18 it's 18-step program uh sorry that was a little bit of CIS humor. Um, so if you haven't heard of this before, there's two things that come up. You, you see them largely outside of CIS. One is a WISP and the other one is SSP. So written information security plan or a system security policy or system security plan or program. 
I've heard the PEU so many different ways, it's not even funny. But the point is, both of these documents represent an organization's mission, theme, directive around cybersecurity, aligned specifically with a framework, fill in the blank, I don't care if it's CIS, HIPAA, whatever, to, as an organization, say, this is how we're going to go about achieving some level of compliance against said framework. It is not the end-all be-all. It is a, if I was reading this as an outside third party, I would recognize like, wow, this organization takes cybersecurity seriously. They have a program in place. They have a plan of action. Uh, oh, and here I've gotten to page whatever, fill in the blank. Here's the appendix and it's listed out all these policies, access control and asset inventory. They've got policies. It may in fact even contain parts or entirety of policies within that document. This document, in fact, requires all staff to not just acknowledge, but they're signing off like, I agree, I wholeheartedly believe in this, and I'm going to do everything I can to support this. And when something doesn't align with this, I'm going to call it out and let my leadership know that that is true. That's one environment or one example. But then there's the others where it's like we have a you know staff, or, or sorry, employee handbook. Employee handbook says, Thou shalt use employee-issued uh, devices only for work. Fill in the blank, right? Then you have the more of the model that I think you were articulating, whereas leadership has defined policies. They say what they, the scopes are. They expect the employees to follow them. And they've done some level of, from an instructional or scope standpoint, they've really not done the policies client, or sorry, not client, but employee facing. They've done more of like, how we operate and have backed that into a policy that they use more from a formality standpoint to tell the world, the insurance companies, uh, the clients maybe. But really at the end of the day, to your point, where's the um, teeth in that? So because an employee could deviate from that and there's really no repercussions. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but there's no like ripple in the river. There's no, nobody's gonna do or say anything or do anything differently because why? They haven't seen the policy. They don't know what the policy stands for. They don't know why they're doing it. They're just following an instruction process and procedures. So those are kind of the pictures that are out there. So Charles, like, tell me where you're at because prior to getting engaged with Secure Outcomes as an example or using the CIS model, it wasn't like you hadn't put in place policies, process, and procedures prior to that, but you had an epiphany that that made you feel like you needed to pursue something to do it, for lack of a better word, to do it better, or maybe not better, but to be, to add clarity. Yeah. Yeah, standardized. To, yeah, that's To fair. do it the way people smarter than me feel it should be done, right? So I had a work from home policy. I had a, like, it was a document. It was in uh, PandaDocs. Everyone signed it. Then there was a laptop usage policy. There was an employee handbook. There, there's 15 other freaking documents, right? That everyone signs. Um, but these are just like, kind of like Charles's rules, right? You know, from, from the company, like, you know, here's what you should do, but it was a form of CIS, right? So now right. as we have blown through, I, I went to a conference and I spent like a full day just my laptop hooked up to the TV in the room. And like, it was, it was a whole thing. Um, <laughs> it was work and, and uh, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the control that speaks to uh, 
uh, you know, using personal devices. And I'm like, sure. that this is a far more eloquent way of saying what I have been telling my employees all along. Right. Um, but it's a little bit deeper. Like there's one about working from home and it talks about don't have cords or you're going to trip over things like that. Right. So there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things in these documents that are written that it just makes a little more sense than make sure you're in a good working area. Period. Right. And and it's, yeah, and right. it wasn't like one person created it, right? Like it was no. by yeah. a group of people that toiled over it and said, how do we make this apply to sort of the masses and that they would see this and not go, I, I'm not like, Chris's company or Charles's company. So I can't do this. It was more of like, I see the intent. How does this apply or how do I, how do I apply it appropriately to my organization? Yeah. And MSPs right now are not regulated, right? right. I, I feel it's coming. Something's coming. Right. And when, when I talk to a customer, I was in a customer last week. And they said, are you guys sock whatever compliant? I'm like, no, that's, you know, we're, we're not. I mean, when However, I go we... golfing, I pack an extra pair of socks, yeah. you know, just yeah. in case I get a hole in one. But it was super awesome to be able to jump off that comment and say, actually, have you ever heard of CIS? Sure. Um, and then I started walking them through what CIS is. I'm like, yeah, we're, we're on our first pass of G3, going all the way down to control 18. Boy, nice. Control 18 was a fun one, right? Now I can have an engagement versus, no, we don't do SOC. Uh, can you sign my contract? And, right? and quite so, honestly, on SOC, I, th I think this is something that those that might be listening to this that are doing SOC and, and hearing it from the trenches is like, what are you going to actually tell a client? Like, yeah, we did SOC on this one server that we don't use anymore just so that we could satisfy your request. Like, well, and they don't know. spin. Right. The customer doesn't know what's not well, absolutely is. right. They just they see it on a web page somewhere, and they're like, "Well, everyone must go through the thirty thousand dollar, you know, thing, right?" I mean, if you're not spending thirty grand, I mean, what are you going to do to yeah. make me feel safe with your ten employees? But but it's <laughs> but it's nice. I'm like, look, our team follows you know industry standards. We do uh, CIS. You can Google it. You can look at all of our policies. It's not actually our policies, but it's built on that. You right. know, it, it gives them the warm fuzzy to say it versus our guys are the best in town, you know, you know, best yeah. ROI, da, 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 da. The, it's the more asterisk of a model. Like what makes your PBX VoIP system better than the yeah. connected? Our stuff just works. Yeah. Uh, it's isn't, a value it the same? Add. isn't it the same yeah. as theirs? Yeah. But we have better tchotchkes. Yeah. If I have to hear value add on your screen, but, <laughs> but it's, I, I will tell you. It this whole process, which the guys are going nuts. Um, we have a documentation platform that helps me. They have some pre-made templates. We modify them. We assign them. It's not like I'm. You make spending, them yours. Yeah, I'm. I'm not spending thirty hours trying to figure out grammar. Right. It's. It's already there. I'm just tweaking it. Um, the guys are now starting to think, which is more exciting to me than anything. That that is that is achieving culture through a yes. task. Well, like they they get a little bit smart ass about it, right? Like, hey, do me a favor, I need you to go format that firewall. 
I don't know, Charles. Our control says we have to have an encrypted drive. I can't do an encrypted drive. You know, there's there's going to be exceptions, but but they're saying the culture, they're, they're, they made very clear that they read it or they wouldn't even yes. be able to articulate that. Like if it wasn't weird, I kind of would have hugged them, but that's not appropriate. So I gave him a high five, <laughs> right? Like like a tear. Who wants a hug? Who wants a yeah. hug? Barney's like, here. Like you, you listened. You actually listened, right? But, but it's good because when the when the techs are out in the field and doing what they do, I trust them to right. do the right thing. And sometimes because they're techs, they to go to New York, they go to California, then they're back up to New York by foot right. versus taking an airplane. But uh, I want them to know where the airport terminal is you know right. what i mean like i mean that's kind of what cis is doing what you're describing is like i know that out there they're following like say corporate integrity right like that they have both the client's best interest in mind and ours the problem is and i think largely what a lot of msps are dealing with is they have employees with that mindset but when they're at home when they're following say what should be that what they do in the field is a whole lot harder to do when they're at home because at home there's nobody there to watch. There's nobody, there's nobody that's going to provide feedback. There's no accountability. There's no yeah. looking over your shoulder. So they, they have like, well, it's faster if I go to the right around this corner than it is if I go to the left because there's a detour, but the detour makes me pause and go, Oh, it says, get off here, check your tire pressure because this road's going to be rough. I don't want to do that. I'm going to go this way. Right. Like yeah. what you're describing is so true. Like, yeah, what you're describing makes so much sense. And I think that I, and I hope those listening are like, I need to make sure that I'm spending more time with our staff, helping them understand, and, and more importantly, giving them a voice to provide feedback in what we're doing. Because if they're not providing a voice and feedback, then the yes, the nod, okay, or the shake of the head of not understanding, those are not beneficial to the success of whatever policy you're writing whether they stay with the company or not, because if they don't agree with it, someone else is just shaking their head. Yes. When yeah. they might shake their head. No. So uh, with the last five minutes, Charles, <clears throat> walk me through what it looks like for you when you have say a final version of the policy and maybe even like how you get to a final version, what does that exercise look like? I don't think you'll ever have a true final version and let me let me explain uh you 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 owned your own company you had a handbook right yes um i didn't read how many times it doesn't matter how many times after the handbook was originally written did you modify it oh yeah for sure quite a few times actually because things change laws change yeah absolutely yeah so cis in my opinion our our policies will never be done they will be a moving target always hell when i started this process back when peer groups started talking about this there were 20 controls yeah now there are 18 right cis version 7 cis version 8 got it yes yeah so i they're never going to be done right but what's going to happen here and this is why we use the platform control 7 may need to be tweaked a little bit we make a change and it sends out a revision to the team right 
which allows and, you to constantly be in a state of flux and not in a negative way, but in a way to now, be flexible and adaptive to the environment's changed or the variables have changed. We need to make a change so that we are in front of this, not not behind the eight ball on this. And who in their right mind knows where their employee handbook is, right? Or or knows how to find it. Um, I know and what's like, in it know. that matters, right? Like, yeah. so think about the, the where the bathrooms list. are. Yeah, like right? like you have to initial how many times, right? You you sign yeah. off on things like I will not do uh, anti discrimination, all that all that stuffs in there. Yeah. And what's really interesting is in so many corporate environments, it's like one and done, right? Like when was the last time you signed off on the handbook after you were hired? Exactly. That's to your point, right? Like I think an employee handbook, go back to like the SSP or the WISP. I think an employee handbook, quite honestly, is just another name for something that's very similar in nature that doesn't, should not be in a binder on a shelf on in some of your We jokingly... Yeah, we jokingly call it Control Zero, right? Is the, is the handbook, right? Um, right, fair governance and, and leadership, or something along those lines, where that yeah. would live. And we've actually put it into our platform, where that we do our documents with. Um, so our handbook is in there. The point that I'm trying to make is, employee can wake up two o'clock in the morning, log into the portal, see their handbook, seal of all of our controls. And I made it extremely clear, do not under any circumstances sign or acknowledge, do not acknowledge any of these if you feel we are not doing it this way or if you think it's wrong, right? There's no fear. Just have a conversation with me. Please help me help you. And it's been good because I've had a few people come up. Yeah, like, hey. What about this? Don't we do it this way? And I'm like, we do? All right, let's fix that. So now we have fixed that. Do you feel we meet this control? Yes. Cool. Right? The sad part is what you just described is if you're not hiring people, like getting to that, right? Like getting all employees to go, hey, when was the last time I looked at the employee handbook? Like making some sort of like, like security training is like for most uh, compliance frameworks is like once a year. Like, quite honestly, I- I'll tell you right now, like if I was really wanting to dial in on like phishing simulations and those kind of things, it's useless if it's once a year. Like it has no bearing. Like the stuff changes so fast. Like if I want to be good yeah. at this, I got to teach them like, hey, you know what you should be looking for right now? And I'm not going to send it to you because I know you already wrote a rule and outlook so you don't have to look at it anyways. But like, hey, this just came in. Did you know that you should be a little bit vigilant, right? you know, going forward on DDoS attacks? Like, it's a big thing right now. See, so just put a whole write-up on it. Like, what are we doing in our own organizations to tell our staff, like, hey, today when you go to work, I know you got to tie your shoes and make sure you put your right shoe on before the left shoe or however you might go about doing it, but also be vigilant. Be, be, be careful out there. Make sure that you're watching. Make, look both ways before you cross the street. And in the cyber world, that might be like, hey, that looks funny. I should say something. No, I got a lot of other things to do and this ticket needs to get closed. Yeah, and... It really opens your eyes to things. I'll just one more little quick story here. We we have a bench. Customer has a problem with their PC. Take the piece, the computer, put it on the bench. And one of the controls are it talks about BYOD devices, your your internal assets, and what they call foreign guest equipment. Um, we may not have segmented 
completely perfect that bench right right and the control helped us realize oh wait we were absolutely supposed to firewall this off from our network and here's why yeah and so we spent a week ripping apart our network right and then you talk to my msp friends and i'm like hey how do you handle your bench they're like oh it's segmented we don't let anybody plug into the network i was like dude i was at your office last week you gave me an ethernet cord oh (laughs) yeah so then it turns into a it was kind of segmented until you got there (laughs) Yeah, he said, well, it's you. I said, doesn't matter if it's me. Sprinkles, cake. Because he he knew the reference, right? So he sure. starts laughing. But you, you got to get into this thing. And the last thing I'll, I'll kind of mention here. Every week, so we, we do uh, two quick meetings every day. Uh, hey, how's it going? Hey, how was your day? Right, those kind of uh, AM wrap, PM wrap. Um, we have been having one employee give a five minute review of one of the controls every week. Oh, nice. So, Hey, Dax, tell me about control six, you know? And he's like, Oh, well, let me look it up. And control six. does da, 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 da. So again, it's, this is not a one and done. They don't just sign it and move on. Right. This has to become a part of your culture. I like it. And for those of you listening here in, four weeks august whatever the tuesday is the first tuesday in august we have an 8 a.m to noon we're doing cultures and strategy and this type of conversation will definitely be found in that workshop hope to see you guys there and if you're listening to any future episodes i'm sure we'll be talking more about what is to come at channel con 2023 thanks for listening this has been an episode of msp 1337 have a great week (laughs) 